This is WMPG 90.9 Southern Maine Community Radio from USM. In the Pocket, a talk show that showcases Mainers who are people of color. Each episode represents a member of the Maine community from art, culture, and business, the earth, wind, and fire of life. Embracing and exploring the Black diaspora and descendants of American slavery through conversation is the foundational concept of In the Pocket. The overall mission of In the Pocket is to create conversational space for all people of color that is documented and celebrated through sharing of life experiences. You are listening to In the Pocket with your host, Flo Edwards, and our guest today, Sean Alonzo Harris. He's a photographer from commercial editorial to fine art, as well as a previous gallery owner. The gallery was Hinge uh, down in Portland, and currently his studio is in Waterville. Please introduce yourself. Hello, uh, my name is Sean Alonzo Harris, and I am a commercial uh, fine art photographer. And uh, I, um, I'm right now based in Waterville. And uh, so um, what I, I do a lot of um, community-based work as well as um, editorial work for magazines, as well as um, commissions for uh, companies and ad agencies. My passion in photography is it, 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 it all um, comes from the, um, it all comes from um, um, my relationship with people and um, the curiosity of people. I, I'm, I'm always um, curious of people's stories. And I like to try to convey um, um, little bits of that in my photography. Um, and also as well as um, I'm also um, deeply dedicated to photographing uh, people of color, showing um, strength and positivity and, um, and, and beauty and, and their, and their um, um, within their communities themselves, um, just to uplift. I, I think that there's a lack of uh, beautiful images of black and brown people in the world. And so like I, I've taken that up as, as part of my charge to uh, contribute to all the thousands of photographers who are doing that, but I just feel like I can do a small part as well and keep that tradition going and uplift it. Mm-hmm. Uplift it you have, yes. Oh, thank you. Right. Yeah. So um, I really do find that you have such a unique eye um, how do you compose these amazing photos of the community? Well, in, in my straight portraiture, connection is uh, when when I sit with people, I actually, and, and genuinely, I feel that I want to be enlightened by them. Um, so I listen deeply. And um, and also, I, I also think because, I, I, because when I'm talking and, and asking questions and they're asking questions and I'm bringing them into the process, I believe that it um it disengages that person where they relax and they and their true selves start to unveil um with them in that process but um the, the my true gift from from a portrait is the actually that moment those moments i have with that person i take that away as, as mine and i hope that my I hope that that my subject or my sitter does as well because so we have a true interaction you know a true bonding at at the time of taking the photographs. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh, look at you. <laughs> Thumbs outside. Yes. Right. Yeah. He, yeah. But yeah, so you really embrace listening to someone's energy when you're, or the, the person who's sitting for you? Yes, I try. I mean, I try. I, I mean, like, that's when I'm doing my own work, my own passion work, my passion projects. Um, you know, and I also do it, you know, I'm also commissioned as well. And I, I do t take a little bit of that because it does carry over into the style of photography and, and, and my own aesthetics on, on portrait taking. Um, but um, sometimes it's not as deep because I don't have that same kind of time um, to, 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 to go into the whole steps of, of um, sitting there and being patient um, with, the, with the sitter. So it does, you know, but I do um, take some of those skills at the same time when I'm doing like commercial work or editorial work, you know? Yeah. What did you start doing first? editorial work or um, um well I, I mean you know i went to art school so i i mean i started off um with like doing fine art photography more like uh, just portraits and projects that i would come up to do and then and then i had to make money so i was i started off as a photo assistant and i assisted a bunch of different photographers and that was great and um because i, I consider that almost like my grad school because it was like completely applied knowledge in all different situations and stuff that you don't really get in art school, but I mean, because they're working on it every day, so they, they fine tune and they, they, fine, they fine tune their way of shooting. And I got glimpses of so many different people's ways of, of, of actually capturing an image. And, and from there, I went on to editorial work, and then and then eventually on to commercial work. And that, I think that's the normal progression and 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 like and the pursuit of what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? My my ultimate goal was to be like a commercial editorial photographer with with a strong um, with a strong foot into the fine art world. Like um, when I look at uh, people like. Um, James Vandersee, where he had a studio, he did family portraits, and then he had a show. He had a major show at uh, the Metropolitan Museum in, in, in New York. You know, uh, Irving Penn, who's who's a prolific showing record. You know, Richard Avedon, who had um, um, an incredible showing record, and they were also commercial photographers, but they, they, they had such a, a strong sense of what they did um, it, it let, carried over to the fine art world, and, and that's kind of where I kind of want to sit. I want to sit in that 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 space where I can um, I can create something that that is that can create something in the in the editorial commercial realm, but it can still be considered as fine art as well, and, to, and so it can transcend its, itself and have another life beyond just the pages of an on a magazine. Well said. So, for maybe some of our listeners, they might not know what the difference is between commercial and editorial. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So, um, the commercial work is like usually for like uh, financial institutions. Um, you know, like it could be um, financial institutions, medical, um, um, uh, corporate, like corporate um 
businesses, those kind of things, and you usually work on a larger scale. You usually work with an art director, um, uh, you know, a designer, um, and uh, an agency, and all of those things kind of get, and you you kind of have to map out the story or, or what what needs to be captured, and they usually have a good sense of what they want to display in their photographs and who their market is and um, and how it and, you know and so you'll, you'll do several different things because they might want to do do something for this market over here and that market over there so um, so it's it's very thought out planned out and everything is very um, um, rigid but until you get into the shooting and then things can loosen up but before that it's all you know, there's storyboards, there's mood boards, there's all of these things that come come into play. And then editorial work is for magazines. What I do is I do, I, I, I'm a feature shooter. So what, what I usually do is I do um, um, what you call environmental portraits. So I, I usually take photographs of people in their environment and I, 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 I encapsulate them in their environment in a way where you can see, you might get a glimpse of what they do but you, you get the story you get the, the stories written but you know what i mean i just place them in that space and i do portraits of them and then maybe some photographs of of different um of different vignettes of other things around just to kind of round out the story in a way so that you know like let's say there's a woodworker that i'm taking photographs of the, i might take photographs of the woodworker a piece that he's done and some of his tools and then an overview of his uh workshop so you get it so so it kind of brings them into the story you know and fine art is basically what i do with fine art i work on um Either it's a response to what's going on in the world, or it's something, or sometimes it comes from a book that I'm reading, or it, or, um, yeah, or it's just, or, you know, I have a notebook with a bunch of different stories or, or different ideas that I would like to pursue, but it's usually from, from passion, um, or it's usually from um, a question that I want to um, pose to the world, you know, like, um, I, I want to say, look at, look, what do you think about this? Or, you know, I'm never trying to solve or answer anything. I'm always trying to put questions back out into the world so that, because um, I think that in, in that way, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not assuming that the viewer is going to, you know what I mean? I'm not assuming that my point of view is the point of view of the viewer. So I'm, I'm putting it out there as like, so that, so that, each individual can come up with their own conclusion or more questions or you know what I mean so a conversation can be started you know what I mean it's not an end it's just a beginning right I feel like fine art is like the vessel of exploration exactly right it is you know not I mean that's just my I mean there's multiple different ways to go about it that's just that's just the way that I chose to go about my work you know just to kind of go and um and uh, yeah, I, I feel like I can if I can put questions out there, you know, maybe answers will come back, or maybe more questions will be asked, but the conversation will be there. You know what I mean? So that's the hope. You know, I, I, I can't assume anything, but that is my hope that someone was like, oh yeah, I see what he's saying here. You know, I got another question to ask. 
or I or this means this to me after that, you know what I mean, or that kind of thing. So right. yeah. Mm-hmm. So what brought you to Maine? Um, my wife did. Ah. <laughs> and so and so yeah. So um, the um, Maine Maine at the time, you know, I, um, it was a long time ago, but I moved to Portland and it was a lot easier to make a go of it in Portland at that time than in New York City. When I moved to Portland, it was nothing like Portland is now. And um, and so um, I, I got here, I assisted a few different photographers um, that were here, and then me, my wife, and two sister-in-laws, two of my sister-in-laws, we um, opened up a gallery and I started to show in the gallery and started meeting other artists. and. Um, and that kind of uh, got a good, got me, got me set up for a good footing. So, so other people came and saw my work, and that was good. Wrote a few grants for some shows that I had on my mind at the time. I got, I won a few grants, and um, just kind of just always pursued from there, you know. And um, you know, and, and it's just an, and at the time it was an easier, um, it was an easier. Um, um, way to pursue my craft and now looking back on it because I, I moved from New York to here now looking back on it like um, my temperament in New York wasn't exactly the temperament that you need to su- succeed you know what I mean like I'm, 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 I'm more like I, I mean like think you have to be a little bit more edgy cutthroat and all those kind of things where that's just not me so you know I mean I would probably got stomped on <laughs> You know, and, and trying just to pursue what I wanted, pursue what I wanted to pursue. So it was, it was definitely, it was definitely, um, looking back on it now, it's definitely a good thing for me being here. You know, I could, I, I, um, I developed in a way that I don't think I would have developed in New York City. I mean, not, I mean, maybe, but I'm just saying that, like, looking back on it, it was a good decision to be in, in Portland. So you opened your gallery in the early '90s? Um, no, in the late '90s. Late. I opened up my gallery. Yeah, it was uh, I think '98 uh, to 2000, '98 to 2001, something like that. It was like uh, it was like three years. It was right, it was right before Space Gallery opened, okay. actually. Yeah, and it was in the old where where Otto's Pizza is now on on Congress Street in that little space, and it was called Hinge Gallery. Oh. And um, yeah, so it was really cool. It was a really nice space. We had uh, artist books, and we did poetry slams, poetry readings, and we did theme-driven shows. Like we did Women's Month show, Black History Month show. You know what I mean? Or like uh, we did a children's book show. You know what I mean? All a different kind of things and we showed a lot of um and our and our mission was to show to to seek out and find artists in Maine who who um we felt that didn't have much um representation or didn't get chances to show their own work so that was kind of our thing trying to find those little hidden nuggets in in Maine and and show their work you know what I mean that kind of thing and it was, you know, it did it did really well, but I don't know if anybody knows, but running a gallery is hard work. It's like, you know, you're not just sitting in the chair and waiting for people to come in and out. It's a constant machine that you have to feed, so it's really crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I'm yeah. curious to hear more about running the gallery. Right. Yeah, pull back the curtain <laughs> for us. <laughs> well, um, well, you know, run, well, trying to be a practicing artist, and, and everybody, like me, my wife, um, and my two sis, sister-in-laws, we all had, like, you know, I'm trying to run a business. My wife's working, um, and everyone else, every, we all, it was like, it was like, we, we all had, um, our hands in other things as well as trying to, um, uphold this, uphold this gallery. Um, I, by default, because of, of my work schedule, I, I ended up being in the gallery the most, like during the days. Um, um, so, um, but you, you're dealing with like at any, at any time you're dealing with anywhere from like, uh, five to 10 artists and they all have different needs and, and you're, you're also dealing with trying to um, coordinate uh, putting the shows up you're also coordinating with people who wants to who want to buy art you're also trying to coordinate with trying to get you like one of the things you, you have to market you have to get the word out as much as possible you know um, you know, you gotta keep the lights on, you gotta keep, you know, there's some months, like, there's no money coming in, you know what I mean? Nothing sells, and other months, there's a lot of stuff that sells, you just don't know how that is, and what we also did is we had to coordinate, and we tried to do events, like, each weekend, um, so we had to, to do that, you know, you, you wanna get um, people, like, you know, because of the style of things that we're doing, we're trying to get, like, you know, Coffee by Design is one of our sponsors, brought coffee and there was this other place right next door that it was a coffee shop it was called coco's and it was an amazing coffee shop and they would donate um uh coffee too but they but we but they were closed when we had our opening so it was like only when we had a, that they only do, could donate coffee when we were open or we did stuff in the afternoon on saturdays or sundays so it was you know and then we tried to get um you know like food stuff like that you know just stuff little snack stuff happening on our events and our, our openings were like it, they were like parties because we had music we had like you know like not like classical we had like you know some banging music and you know people would come and every now and again we'd have people dancing it was just a lot of fun it was a lot of fun you know um but you know just to kind of you just have to manage all that and and that's you know including all the other stuff that you're doing, you know? So it's like, so it was, it was a lot of work. Definitely a lot of work. Right. Cause while you're running hinge, uh, the gallery, you're still an artist yourself doing mm -hmm. either commercial work or editorial right. work. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. You know, and trying to create your own fine artwork at the same time, you know? So it, it all, it all, it all, um, you know, it's just work all the time. <laughs> well, speaking of, hour day. <laughs> yeah well speaking of work all the time uh, are you currently on a, a campaign that you're working on right now that people should know about or what's up what are you doing um uh, right now the market's a little like funky it's like you know what i mean um i'm working on, on a few things that that i can't i bet i'm working on a few things that it's too early for me to say what they are mm -hmm. um and, but I, I do, but I, in, um, in April, I have a show coming up in, at Cove Street Arts, and, and that's a solo show that I have coming up. It's in the end of April. I don't have the exact date off the top of my head, but it's at the end of April. 
great a week from now i'll have all that stuff in my head because because uh, i have to i still have to produce so quite a bit of work for it but um other than that um you know i do i i, I um i i uh, do uh, um some stuff with indigo um arts alliance in uh, portland i work with them quite a bit um helping them out and and they they help me out um on on some projects stuff like that it just um so yeah it's like um you know like i don't know i shoot you know i i mean like you know editorially i just finished a piece or i'm still i don't know if i'm finished yet but i'm doing a piece for um downey's magazine that hasn't been published yet and um it's a it was a it's a big it's a it's like a it's like a it's a it's a larger piece than normal um and uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's great. Oh, so, yeah. Well, that's a that's a whole bunch of stuff. That's awesome. Right. I'm I'm gonna keep an eye out for the April show on Cove Street for sure, and as well right. as the Down East Magazine. Awesome mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I did have a question. So you had mentioned and that you were a juror for a Portland Museum of Art um, yeah. event. Tell me a little bit about that experience. Well, they did. Well, um, it, it, it was it's a it was a um, Portland Museum of Art decided to do a jury show um, the response of the year 2020 and um, and they um, so they put a call out for artists and I'm, I'm I'm a jury I'm one of five different jurors on that on on that um, art committee and um, so we all were charged with um, curating a show it's like I, and uh, for um, based off of what artists are doing in the year, the year of 2020, right? and um, so, so I, it, it was over 900 entries, and we all um, had to go and figure out. Um, this is the first time that I've ever done anything that large. I've done a small, I've done small jury um, shows for photography, and um, and those are a little different. I mean, um, this was. Um, like painters, sculptors, uh, 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 people who work with fabric, uh, crafts people, and um, one of my uh, it was the, the well I, when you when I when I went into it I was looking I I decided I decided at the beginning I I personally was looking for uh, people who who um, who took who took 2020 and and responded to it outside themselves not uh retreated back to themselves and through the process i realized you know like you know like um retreat, i mean through the process of of looking at all these works so i was really sharp at the beginning like i want to see people who are saying something you know who are, who are trying to put something back into the world and and then i was like this person who went into their studio and just painting you know what i mean and just like i just have to go and paint and make beautiful things i was like yeah and then but as i as i went along i realized and i thought about all of these different processes that's just as important too so it kind of changed my perspective and and to look at things um not only through 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 like my lens and how i see the world but also uh, also understand that all people are different and, and trying to pursue and, and deal with 
um, what happened in 2020. Not everybody's going to be out there at a, at a Black Lives Matter rally. You know what I mean? Not, and, and not everybody should. You know what I mean? There's some people that some people who are better suited to do other things to, to be in their studio and, and, and paint something so that the person in the Black Lives Matter can stop and pause and look at this beautiful thing for a second and clear their mind and think, do you know what I mean? Because you can't stay on that that trajectory, you know, without damage to yourself, you know? So that was a really good um, um, thing, you know, because I think a lot of times, um, I think a lot of times, especially in 2020, we were like either like, you know, like the, the buzzword self-healing and meditation was definitely there, but we were also at the same time on the precipice of of, uh, of just running ragged all the time at the same time. So we, you know, we need balance in a big way. So that was that was part of the process that I took. And it, you know, so when I was looking at these works, I started one way, but by the end of it, I was I was I was bent I was bent, and I and I and I looked at I tried to look at a, a bigger I had to try to have a, a bigger perspective of, of, of a holistic way of thinking and looking and I'm glad we'll be able to appreciate your perspective it's not only mine <laughs> right right the collaborative perspective <laughs> yeah right and that was beautiful because 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 of the process of working with different different um art different artists and and um and uh, you know who were also jurors, it was beautiful because you know you got you you know there was there was dialogue between them all. So it, so we got to to bounce like I got got to hear what, what other people were thinking about all of these things. You know what I mean? That were very their perspectives were, were very different than mine. You know, so it was really good to hear and really listen to what they had to say. And um, so I took a lot away from that. You know, just to understand a little bit about how other people think about. Or, and I think that's important. It's like you know, I don't listen to country music, but if I listen to country music, I might understand a little better. I might I might walk away with a couple tunes that I like, you know. But but if I never do it, then then country music might just stay on the shelf. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. not saying I love country music. Anymore. I'm just using that as an analogy. <laughs> no, I think country music I, I is like, like white people R&B. And I, and I know right. that black people actually created country music. It was like the Mississippi right, right. Delta exactly. where it came from. Um, right. So, yeah. But, yeah. Right, but, right, yes, right, right, yes. Right, right. <laughs> but I don't want to hear it all the time. But I don't want to hear a lot of music all the time. Like, it's good to nope. explore. And sometimes I like music because somebody I met liked it. And so right. I understand it better. Because right, right, I knew right. somebody who liked it. I don't know. Right, right. Through right. that. Through yes. that. I'll go with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Such a pleasure speaking with you, Sean. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. What's yeah. the What's the plug? How can people reach you? Um, well, um, you can reach me. Uh, my, my website is SeanAlonzoHarris.com. S E A N. A-L-O-N-Z-O-H-A-R-R-I-S.com. Um, and all of my information is there. Um, you can get my email. You can even give me a phone call if you want from it. You know, um, and my, my, but my email is Sean at SeanAlonzoHarris.com. And thank you for listening to In the Pocket with your host, Flo Edwards. 
and our guest today, Sean Alonzo Harris. You are listening to WMPG 90.9 Southern Maine Community Radio.